three, two, one. Welcome to the podcast. Welcome to everything you need to know about music, where tonight I'm sitting with my friend Cam. Say what's up, Cam? Hello. And his newly betrothed wife, Riley. Say hi, Riley. My wife. And my wife, Demetra. Say hi, Demetra. Hi there. This is the first one since we started this whole podcast thing that we are now sitting with our wives doing one. I got married seven days ago. Seven so. days ago. Congratulations. Mm-hmm. Thank you very much. Thanks. I will Thank insert you. applause here. <laughs> we love it. So you, you said to me that this one you wanted to do, does it have anything to do with the fact that you got married seven days ago? Has nothing to do with marriage, and I would be that shocked. That would have been really out. cute. But it would have no. been. Oh, okay. that any of these people would ever get married because <laughs> these people are punks, and they oh. were. Oh, okay, all right. So, tell me why you were so enthralled with wanting to do this specific podcast. Uh, I, this is a group that I found when I was in early high school, and this is right after I'd. You know, I would say like middle high school is when I really started to go like, okay, I'm a rap music guy. Okay. Like I like the history of rap music. I found all the old guys. I like, you know, Wu-Tang Clan was a huge part of my repertoire by freshman year of high school. I mean, I was a big time Wu-Tang guy and I just loved all that old hip hop. And outside of that, everything was, you know, just whatever was hip hop at the time. There wasn't anything that really got me. Um in music and in art and in relationships, I place a very high premium on originality and, you know, being genuine, um, and being unique. I yeah. think why we get along so well, we're both pretty unique people <laughs> for is, sure. This is true. That's why we married these two unique, genuine people. <laughs> very, right. very true. That's right. But I, fe- I came across this group in, uh, I think it was my sophomore year of high school. So it had been 2010, early part of 2010, late part of 2009 that just hit me and I was like, wow. Really? Yes. And the group's name was Odd Future Wolfgang Kill Them All. Wow. And you've never, you probably I'm, I'm sorry, what that. was that? Say it one more time. Wow. O-F-W-G-K-T-A. Shortened to Odd Future as they got. I have you know, never in my life wow. heard of that ever. How can that be? I don't know because between them, there are three Grammys and countless other awards, BET awards, MTV Music Awards, all of them. Let me ask you, because you know me really well. Mm -hmm. Did you think I was going to know who they were? No, I knew you weren't going to know who that was, but I guarantee you know everyone that's in it that I'm going to talk about. Wait, what? Yep. So this (laughs) is... this is This is huge. This is right up your alley. Okay, okay. And this was the first time that I got hold of a music group that, truthfully, and look... This, this group had a cult-like following at the time. So, like, I have to be careful about how I play all these songs and do it because I don't want to come across like a casual. At the time, I was their number one fan, like okay. the biggest fan. Okay. And so were many other suburban white kids across America who felt the same way. Okay. But they were just so different than anything that was going on. It was very much a... It's like if you took punk thrasher rock from okay. what I imagine would have been in, like, the 90s that was just very much, like... Also, by the way, this is a very not safe for work group. Oh, okay. Oh, it starts okay. that way. Okay. So I'm going right, to preface know. that. Too. Okay. Good to know. Good yeah, to but know. They, they very much took a fuck everything mentality. And it's like, fuck school. We don't pay attention to that. We don't care about people's feelings. It's just punk rock. Who? But it was oh, rap okay. music. I'm not going to get into it. Where do these people come from? Why do they feel that way? What was the reasoning for this attitude? They're from California. Hmm. They're from Los Angeles. Technically, Ladera Heights. Is okay. the area, which is 
not the ghetto, but it's not a nice area okay. by any means. It's just very, you know, from I've never been to Ladera Heights, but from the way it's been explained to me and the way I've read about it, it's just a very middle of the road LA, you know, Got it. suburban area. Are all the members still alive to this day? To my knowledge, yes. Okay. But you learned something new. We just learned that Tom Brady's coming out of retirement, and I actually learned about 30 minutes ago that Paul McCartney is still alive. So. <laughs> that was devastating for me. You did not know that, but that's okay. All these people are young enough that they should still be alive. So, unless, oh, okay, got it. Unless yeah. something dangerous. Thank you, Riley. Uh, that okay. helps. That helps. Okay. I okay. okay. So um, they are like roughly my age. So okay. that was what's oh, cool. So, so when I was wow. when I was 14 and 15 years old finding these people, they were they were as 16 well. years old. Got it. Yeah, they All were right. about wow. 16 and 17, I think, is where. Um, and to make it back then, you have to be really good because there was no YouTube. There was no finding them on. This is just when YouTube started. I'm not oh. that old. I'm not that old. <laughs> <laughs> this is he's not. Remember, we we started this whole thing. Remember, so that a 40 something year old yeah. could teach a 20 something year old, and vice versa. <laughs> but what what amazes me is. You and I have so many things in our music Venn diagram that overlap, and you're telling me about something that was so impactful and meaningful to you, and I literally have never heard of these people until this moment in my in my life. Yeah. I mean, yes, but you wow. have heard of them. And, and here's the other thing. It's so punk that now I listen to it, and I still enjoy it because, you know, it's truly it's nostalgic for you. It's nostalgic, and there's a lot of talent in it, but it's pretty aggressive and it's not something that i went around telling people like hey i All love right. this music okay okay so i'm gonna tell you some of the people that are in this group that, okay the three that i'm gonna focus on okay actually no, no no i'm not gonna do that i'm just gonna take them one by one okay. so they were much like the wu-tang clan in the sense that they were a rap collective but almost more so like a lifestyle collective they actually formed originally because they were gonna make a magazine they weren't even oh. gonna make music Huh. They were just going to be like they're all skateboarders. They're all they're all just like skinny black kids that skateboarded in L.A. Okay, and they uh, they were going to have like a little lifestyle magazine and just be a collective for that. And it just hmm. turns out that they're all pretty musically talented. Hmm. Um, so much like the Wu Tang Clan, there's no real leader. Okay, like, there's the RZA, who right. is who's pretty much kind of the, the main yeah, dude. Yeah, who produced almost everything and was the head honcho. That for Odd Future was Tyler the Creator. <gasps> Who you know wow. get out Whoa. so Tyler the creator what he's that he's not that old he's old enough to seriously Tyler the creator's like my age I bet you I bet yeah no honestly way. I bet you Tyler the creator's 29 I thought he was old. so much younger I thought he was new now no he has been around they actually wow. formed this ordeal back in 2007 I believe was officially yeah. when they got together um, but Did not he released this. his first album he calls it an album but it was technically released as a mixtape okay. it's called bastard and it was released christmas day of 2009 wow which okay. so okay shortly after that is whenever i f i fell in like right after he released bastard i fell into tyler the creator and became just the biggest fan wow that's pretty cool to say that you were a fan of tyler the creator before he was yeah popular and, or, well and, bit of, and, and may i say mainstream yeah mainstream yeah. exactly i hate I don't. I don't say I hate. Does it bother I you? I try to avoid okay. to be. It did. We'll get uh, there. Okay. I try to avoid being like, oh, I was a fan before he was big, because mm -hmm. everyone you know who's a big fan, somebody's like, oh yeah, I liked yeah. him before I anyone else knew way, about him. Yeah, yeah, right, back right, when. right, right. This is one of them that like I really did. You did. Yeah, <laughs> I totally. You I, saw it. You you felt it, and you just. Yep. I actually, it. I think my biggest missed concert of my life ever. Um, which shows you how young I was when I found it because I got grounded. I couldn't go. <laughs> I uh, I ran a red light and a 
oh, red light camera yeah. got me and my mom didn't let me go but i had tickets to go see odd future oh. which when you hear about all these people in this you're gonna be like you could have seen them all on one stage and you didn't no way i'm seriously so, anyway I'm already blown away with tyler i, I would not have guessed i'm i'm scanning as you're talking with now that you've said that other people that might be in that same kind of grouping and i really can't well, I'm going to start, yes, but that's, you described it really well because you, 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 the persona that you're giving that kind of skater punk, screw you, screw everything mentality, he still has today. He still has a bit of that vibe today. He does, but it was way more amplified. Oh, way more. Then. Okay. Yeah. Right. Now he's definitely taken more to music and to fashion and all that stuff. Right. But at the time, it, I mean, like rape. Beatles, oh, like wow, oh, kind of like the Wu Tang Clan was a little hardcore, like Three Six Mafia. You know, at the right. time when people first hear that stuff, they're like, "Oh, this is horrorcore." Like, uh, yeah, this is, oh, right. Whoa. Right, yeah, yeah. But then as time goes on, shocking. you're like, "Okay, well, they're just weird, <laughs> but they're talented. They're super talented." And okay. that's kind of what right. he was first. So I'm gonna actually play for you the first song that I heard by one of their other members. His name is Earl Sweatshirt. Are you familiar with Earl Sweatshirt? I am not. He is another big time artist. He's still putting up albums to this day, and what a he, great name, Earl Sweatshirt, right? Yeah, yeah. and uh, he was just wildly entertaining to me the first time I heard him because of just the use of his alliteration and the way that he can just pop words off back to back to back that all seem to go together, but kind of challenge traditional rhyme structure. Mm. Anyway, this this song is called Earl, and I will never forget hearing this because this just kind of like at the time made me stop and go. Who is these people? Oh, come on. Okay, cool. So this is uh, this is the first introduction that I got into them. Was this song Earl? Awesome. Yo, I'm a hiding by the astronaut, crashing while jacking off the buffering bids of astronaut eating applesauce. Sent to Earth to poke caplets in the astrosaws and knock blunt ashes into their caskets and laugh it off. Who's, who's, who's singing right there? So, I got the thing here. Uh, I like it. It's unique. It's bad, though. Although, I'm thinking of my son who's 14 years old. Right. Same age as you when you started listening to this. He likes some aggressive stuff like this. I mean, all kids that age do. It, it, it starts to, to yeah, yeah. hit at that time. Sure. Well, to make it even better, what paired with this was actually when you said YouTube, it made me laugh because I actually the first time I ever heard this song was on YouTube. Oh. And it comes with a music video of this kid. He's 16 at the time. So I think I was, I may have been 14, but I was 15, I think, when I first started to get into them. So there's this kid. He's my age, basically. And the premise of the music video, and it's very clearly shot on like some shitty old camera that one of their moms had. Right. They're like all just taking a bunch of drugs and wow. mixing it into a blender and they mix up this blender full of drugs and they all drink it and it's basically them just having seizures and like bleeding from their oh, eyes. Like, oh, I mean, it's gosh. like hard, hardcore. Yeah. yeah. Aggressive, yeah. aggressive, now, dark. Now, the funny thing is, is like Tyler Creator was, and I believe to this day still is, completely straight edge. And a lot of them were like that. So it's again... So it's know, a, a bit of an act. Correct. Or it's, a persona or some sort of... Shock culture. Got it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Just like a shock effect. But this music video was just and totally sorry, 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 sorry. Forgive me, because I do have a question. Even to this day, do the fans know that, and they just subscribe to the fable like it's a WWE thing? Yeah, he's a performer. He's an so they understand it's an it's an act. True fans do. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, Which is fine. I, it's almost artistic or theatrical in a way. No, nah, I think girls sweatshirt and them they smoke weed and whatever. I mean, they're just regular people. But I just I knew. Growing up, the Tyler Creator was straight edge. Got it. Okay. 
Which is unique, but uh, in one of his first songs, the first song I ever heard by Tyler, the creator, which I'll play next, one of the lines in it, and it's a six-minute song, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, right. but he said, I created Odd Future because I feel I'm more talented than 40-year-old rappers talking about Gucci. Okay. Which... Who was, he refer- who was he referencing at the time? Everybody. Everybody that was Literally doing, yeah, every it. rapper ever that's like, oh, I'm rich now, and here's all the shit I buy with my money, and right. I it. can afford... That was the culture. ...to Got go it. to Europe and buy designer clothes. What's up? Mm-hmm. You know? And that's like what everyone was rapping about, or just rapping about, you know... They went another route, is what you're saying. Yeah. They, yeah. It wasn't, look what I have, look what I can afford. It was a different route. No, they were poor kids from Ladera Heights, and yeah. they... Uh, he produced everything. And his production style is totally different. It's like a he's real synth heavy, and they're like a darker synth. And you would know the I'm sure um, musical theory behind why it works, but it doesn't sound like it should work, but it works beautifully. Really? Yeah, they're darker. Some sort of um, I don't know if they're seventh or ninth or whatever. There's some some iteration of the chords that just sounds goofy, but it works really well. And you'll hear that. Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. Um, but he he's like, look, we produce all our own music. We write all our own music. We're doing all this from our basement. Like we're super talented, but we're not going to get airtime because we're not talking about gold chains and jets and whatever and they, else. That all and these... they stood to that. They they stuck to that. I should say. Totally. Yeah. They weren't like trying to sell it. No. Yeah, that's pretty cool. He just recognized. Who that... else is in the group, man? You got to tell me now. Like I'm exci- I'm like racking my brain here while I'm listening to you. Who else is in the group? Yeah. There's a bunch that you probably have never heard of. Haji Beats. Left Brain, Mike G, Sid the Kid, um, and a bunch of off people. And there's one that you're going to go, holy shit, but I'm not going to tell you that until we get to it. <laughs> Wait, I do have a question. So How did we, they get their big break? How do we There's no big break. What do you, I don't know them. What do you mean big break? Well, I mean, there's a reason why Camden knows who they are. How? I mean, No, what I, was think, I think Camden has this underground love of music. I should have said a love for this underground music. That's like... I know, and you don't. Right. And I found this. He he's always been a little like that. Am I wrong? No, you're no, so okay. right. And it's almost. But there's they did almost get a break though. Ooh. Oh damn it! Yeah, sorry. Right. To well, what I was gonna say is it's he's almost it's it's almost the type of music or art that you find on your own, and it's almost like I don't want to share this with anybody because it's mine. Because does that make sense? If it's popular, then it's wrong. I get and it. It's like, tapped, yeah, then it's been sold to, to me. It's manufactured. The, Correct. I hate being sold. Yeah. Shit. Right. Riley and I were talking about that last night. We went and met our friends at the bar. And this bar that we went to is very much targeting our generation. Like, What does that mean? Late 20-year-olds. They're just playing the kind of like the hits from when yeah. we were kids and stuff. And Which is fair. The decor. You had the, the punk like in your feels middle school music that right. I liked followed by like old school rap music that he liked. It was like back listening, to back like, and it's oh, like okay, okay. all American rejects. You're targeting two Wayne. very different people, but we're, <laughs> we're now in the age group where you just target us all at once. Got it. Got yeah. it. I don't like being sold stuff. No, you There's, don't. I don't. You I like to, want to find it because then it's yours. You discovered it. It's and organic. You own it. It's organic. It's yeah. true. I get that's, it. That's why I said genuine, unique, organic. I, I like that kind of stuff in music and in everything in life. The like, fact though that these guys do that and they actually, as you said, and I haven't heard the music really that much yet, that they have the talent to back it up too, though, is really cool. Yeah. Because it's one thing to find this underground kind of music, which, forgive me for the fans that are out there that love 80s punk rock, they weren't great musicians. It was the fact, some were, some were, forgive me, but it was really the fact that they were underground and hidden and you had to 
know someone that knew someone to get into those places to hear that music. Yep. And it was an energy more than anything. Yeah. It, was it wasn't cult following. It, it wasn't good. It wasn't musically correct. But you're saying these guys were like really well talented musicians. That's pretty cool. I mean, you're listening to it, and I'll yeah. play some more songs. But yeah, it's just different. It's it's definitely unique. So this song, this is the first Tyler the Creator song I ever heard, and I was just blown away. It's sinister. Like I said, it's like six minutes long, so I'm okay. just going to play you the beginning of it. But the first two albums that he put out, number one was Bastard, and the next one he put out was called Goblin. The okay. premise of it is it starts off, it's him having a monologue with his therapist. Wow. And the monologue is about 40 seconds long, so I'm not going to play the whole thing, but it's basically him. He's the therapist, too, but just oh, okay, with a right, deeper right, voice. Right, right, right. <laughs> and he is like, you need to tell me, like, what's all your problems? Like, what's wrong with you? You have to tell me. Your school-mandated therapist is here. Talk to me. And the whole song is just him playing the piano, basically talking to his therapist. So I'm going to play you a clip of it. Oh, that's kind of cool. If you don't talk, I mean, these sessions are going to go slow or so. This is what the devil plays before he goes to sleep. Some fool for thought, this fool for death. Go ahead and fuck He's really good. This is My good. father's dead. Why? Cool. I don't know. We'll never fucking meet. I cut my wrist and play piano cause I'm so depressed. Somebody called a pastor, this bastard is so possessed. This meeting just begun. Nigga, I'm Satan's son. You can tell this dude just did this in the yeah, bedroom. Right. My mother raised me a single parent, so it's apparent that I got love for my mother. None of you other fuckers are much important. I'm getting angrier while recording. I'm feeling like the bulls. I got a gang of wolves. Our future is children that's fucked he up. He sounds like he does now. Simple, we'll probably not Voice is similar. Em. Yeah. All right. It's that for the whole time, but. I'm tall, dark, skinny. My ears are big as fuck. Self-depreciating. So <laughs> wow. You know, I mean, it's just authentic. He's just talking about who he is, and he's like, yeah, I got problems. My dad left me as a kid. Now, fucked me up. Did, <laughs> so. did he make that album under the group name, under his own name? How did what, what? So Riley was asking me, she's like, well, you can't talk about Tyler the Creator and Earl Sweatshirt and Person, who I haven't mentioned yet. You need to talk about Odd Future as a whole. But the the difference between them and the Wu-Tang Clan is... Hold on, the, why did she say that? Why? Well, I thought in my head... She's new to the group, too, so she's... Well, I kind of... I have to say... Wait, I, but let her kinda, say it. But kind of like Wu-Tang... Wu-Tang has their own songs and whatever, and then they broke off and did their Good own point. stuff. So okay. you could do a whole podcast on an individual, or you could do a whole podcast on the group as a whole. I, I would love saying. to do a Ghostface Kill podcast sometime. I was thinking That'll it be should be the same thing for this, but then he explained that it's not the same case. Odd Future doesn't really have any songs together. They will release a tape every so often and they'll have one like 10 minute song where everybody hops in and gives a verse, but they don't, Odd Future doesn't, didn't release oh, songs. Okay. They would release a tape that would have a feature song from each one of them or, you know, like wow. Tyler, the creator will hop so on. So they're Earl a Sweatshirt. crew. They're a crew. They're not a group. But they were, <laughs> I, I don't know how to describe the it. Before they were their face. individuals, they were this group. And like they, they, toured, when they toured, they all toured together. So their tour was but, watching all of them up on stage. It confused me as well because I was like, well, then. Yeah. It, yeah. Because they feature, you know, like maybe Haji Beats is on a Tyler Creator song. So they'd tour and Tyler Creator would do it and they'd all kind of hype it up and those two would do their verse and then Haji would have a song, The Left Brain's on, you know. But you can't, you don't know all these guys without knowing the group as a whole first because they all started as this group and then had break off careers. Got it. Okay. Then that's a good so, way to say it. That's yeah. a great way to explain it then. Okay. So let me go back to bastard okay and the whole album i mean it's dark there are some 
I don't even feel comfortable reading all the names on here. I mean, you've what? got some. You can listen to Ass Milk. That's a good one. Okay. You could listen to so it's any sho- other ones that are shock. It, it's shocking. It's like it's meant to go, what? The uh, Theresa May. You may have heard of her because she was the prime minister. Oh, yeah. yeah. I was yeah. thinking, I'm like, how is that going to... Shortly before she became prime minister, she she actually heard, I guess it would have been a few years before, but when she was um, still a part of the government over there, she heard Bastard and banned Tyler the Creator from the UK. Oh, jeez. Which wasn't lifted until, I believe, I read 2019. <laughs> Holy smoke. She listened to the album and so goes, it's super this dark. Pers- it's real dark. Okay. I mean, there's it's real dark, but it's... It's just expressive. It's art. It's not like... Okay. It's kind of like Eminem was. Remember Eminem would, had like yes. stuff that people were like... Remember White America was all upset. They're yes. like, oh yes. my God, we can't have this. Like, who can, You can't let your kids listen. This is going to ruin them. And, would you and, say he challenged the line on purpose? 100% what okay. Odd Future was doing. Tyler okay. Creator too. Okay. Okay. Now the... How thing, far can we go? And they went about as far as you can go. I mean, you got banned from England. Right, got it. Okay, <laughs> right, right, right. So, okay, so the, yeah, all right. Yeah, they did what they set out to do. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, I think sometimes those things are really important because they do challenge us to go, well, how do I feel about this? So we just did a podcast a couple of days ago about um, an artist called Captain Beefheart. And Captain Beefheart, I know, look at your face. So in the late 60s, this guy saw how far he could take the idea of a song at what point is there a line that it doesn't even become a song anymore how cacophonous how odd sounding could i make something where you could still say well it's considered a song how far is that line and that's what they tried to do and Mm. i think and every once in a while someone has to come along and go so you're telling me i can say certain things but not others how far can I get? But what I mean is how, how uncomfortable could I make you with what I say or do where you still go, that's no, music. That's, that's music or that's art or that's some sort of expression. And maybe this falls into that a bit. Hmm. Yeah. What do you think about that? No, I think that that's exactly what it is. It's them just saying, just being. But is it them or is it them trying to do that? Like trying to say, how far can we push this art form? You know what I mean? I think, well, I think that's totally what yeah. they were doing. Yeah, Absolutely. which is, I, I applaud them. I think that that's pretty cool. It's, you don't have to like everything, but you have to maybe appreciate the effort. They were what just saying doing. whatever they wanted to say and making music out of it, as opposed to saying like, okay, what do people want to hear? People want to hear about Gucci and they want to hear yeah. about the new Jordans. Like, they're like, we don't give a shit. We're yeah. going to say whatever. Let's go the other way. way. Yep. Yeah. Gonna, so. Hence, Asmel comes into play. Yeah. yeah Asmel comes into play. That's right. What are some of the other names? I mean, you might as well. Well, that's that's probably the first one. There's Blow. Sarah is about taking a girl into a basement and locking her up there and keeping her chained there forever. Oh, oh God. But again, oh, and rough. it sounds bad, and it is bad, but it's like, it's a love song, essentially. Holy oh, moly. No. And that's like, Riley's wincing over there. <laughs> this is my husband now. And he's saying I mean, this. it's actually pretty good. We won't even play that song. But, but it's just expressive. What did my husband just say? <laughs> Wait, what? So, anyway, they were... They were getting famous, but every single song that they have is aggressive. Okay. And you can't play that on TV or on music. Like no. YouTube, you can do whatever you want, or you used to be able to. Um, could do whatever you want. And so they couldn't really perform on TV. You know, like Jimmy Fallon's going to have Drake on to perform something, and he's going to sing his whole love song, and maybe he takes out that word one time and the N-word one time. And other than that, it's the same exact song. So 
we always wanted that. We're like, no one's ever going to find these guys mm-hmm. because. Well, that's what I was saying. How did they get their they How did they get their break? Well, they they created a mega buzz online, and a lot of these they used to send out their demo tapes to all like Pitchfork was a big one, and to all Two Dope Boys was a a, a music website, and they were trying to get their tapes to them like, hey, check us out, and they like scoffed at them. They're like, this is bullshit. We're not going to listen to this. Like, you just mailed this in. This is dumb. And so they basically went on a tirade, and he starts off bastard the. The first words out of his mouth is he says, hey, fuck two dope boys. No fuck way. Pitch, and fuck Bill O'Reilly. <laughs> and oh all this my other gosh. Stuff. Again, sorry, not safe for work. But that's like what they said. They're like, we don't need your help. We don't care. Our fans like us. You know, we don't care if anyone else likes us. It's whatever. We're making music because we want to make music. I still want to know who that. Yeah. All right. Can we get yeah. to that? So anyway, I'm going to play for you a song. Can next. you play the song and not say who it is? Oh, for the third artist? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. I mean, you'll know instantly who it is. No, I, no way. Now I'm but, upset uh, with myself already. I'm going to play this song by <laughs> Tyler Creator. This is, uh, this will be one of the songs, and it's called Sandwiches. And the reason... That I'm, sounds really... Um, sounds, sounds benign. It <laughs> sounds totally benign. It, it is It is just a... Picnic day sandwiches. <laughs> yes, actually. That's what Watching it's the birds. Popcorn. But I want you to hear this song and realize that they... Jimmy Fallon one day, because they were creating so much buzz online, goes, hey, you know what? We're going to have these guys on the show. Wow. So Jimmy Fallon has Tyler, the creator, and uh, Haji Beats, one of the other guys in there, right. to perform sandwiches, which the performance of sandwiches was an entirely different song than the actual song because they, they couldn't perform any of their songs mm-hmm. without it going. So I'm going to play you sandwiches. Wait, why? Why was it so different? Well, the language. Of the language. So, oh, okay, got it. They Let's, couldn't do it the way they wanted to do it. It was so okay. Couldn't be aired on TV. Ooh, I got can't it, wait got to got it, got pull it, got that it. up on YouTube later. Is this the Jimmy Fallon version or the, this is the rig- original? Fuck invited mister I don't give a fuck Who cries about his daddy And a blog Because his music sucked I did Well you fucking up And truthfully I had enough And fuck rolling papers I'm a rebel bitch I'm ashing blunt Sorry Full of shit Like I ate They performed the song On Jimmy Fallon Holy moly How Middle America's not gonna Like this He wore a green ski mask With an upside down cross on it Oh boy Oh boy so think about I just wanted you to hear that beginning part And okay. I want you to think about somebody performing that On one of the most watched television shows sure, in America in America And they crushed it They did a, such a good job And people were like well, Those guys are crazy And also their shows are like they're bouncing off the walls, like climbing on top Super of Super high energy. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's like it's like a metal concert. Truly like a metal. Like people mosh at their shows and stuff. And but it's got hip hop fundamentals. So it's like rap music, but again, but it's kind of punk. Yeah, right, right. And they got up on Jimmy Fallon and were jumping all over the place, you know, jumping on his desk, going crazy. Oh, and they I put on, so want to pull that up and watch it. Uh, it's cool. It's cool. I almost I almost did. I'll let you watch it on your own. But it's from 2011, I think. And uh they killed it. And so that kind of started to get him some notoriety. Got it. And then he dropped, I'm going to play one last song for you by Tyler Creator before we go on. So to that was kind guy. of the break. I Ish. think that was part I mean, of it. mainstream but, but or popularity wise. It brought them into the limelight for people who'd never heard of them before. But at the same time, like no one, 
like a regular person probably didn't hear that and go, oh, these guys are great. I want to listen to this because right, it was right, just right. so like it didn't make any sense because every other word is the F word. And they're also extremely homophobic, which a lot of them ended up being gay. Wow. Um, wow. Wow. So it's just crazy. But like the extreme homophobia, same with like not the M&M's gay, but same with M&M. Like the use of the word faggot is just so prolific through every single album of Tyler Creators until he gets later into his career. Frank Ocean? No, is that not the other person? That is the other person. <gasps> yeah. Shut up! Yes. Yeah. <laughs> you guessed it? I just did. You he just gave enough it. hints where I guessed it. I can't believe that you guessed it from that, but yeah. Thank Holy you. smokes. Thank you. Yeah. No, it's wow. not. So the third member what? from Odd Futures I'm going to talk about is uh, two-time Grammy winner Frank Ocean. No yeah. I did way. not mean to... No, that's okay. Well done. I'm even gonna high five over there. I'm gonna skip Yonkers, which is my Tyler. Chris no, no, play the Yonkers. I'm gonna we're gonna end with Yonkers. Okay, fine, fair enough. Song. That'll be the bonus. Like okay, quick. But we'll get Holy to smokes. Frank Ocean. Frank Ocean. <laughs> so, I would have put money on. There's no way Frank's gonna be a part of that. No I'll way. end by saying that Tyler Creators' um, last two albums both debuted at number one on the Billboard Top oh, 200 I I albums. I he know. went from being that guy who's just playing the piano in his room, talking to his therapist about how he hates gays and his dad messed him up and all this stuff to one of the most prolific artists of our generation. Well, when you said oh, that, yeah. you know, Frank Ocean's in the same age group, yep. West Coast. That's right. Yeah. And wow. So That's he's crazy. on there. And Frank Ocean is such a like he's a lover, not a fighter. I feel like like it's well, the that's the thing. That yeah, was that's the thing. Yeah, Odd Future is Tyler the Creator was never a fighter or anything. He was just in your face. He just yeah. wanted to be in your face, like loud, like hey, what's up? You know. But he, you know, I think that everyone that's had interactions with him is like he's a great person. Everyone loves Tyler the Creator, and he's just he's just loud and obnoxious, and that's part of his shtick. And the the rape and the beatings and the <laughs> drugs and all that stuff was never like that's not him at all. It's just him just being like as crazy as he can yeah. be. Wow. So was, he actually won his Grammy for um, Igor, which got best hip hop album of the year. And he was furious about it. He thought it was a backhanded compliment because he wanted it to be the pop album. Cause it is, it is kind of a pop really? album. Yeah. And he wanted it to be a pop album and he thought that it should have won best pop album and they gave him best, no best kidding. Album, and he was like, I thought that was kind of bullshit. Let's go to Frank for just a second. Because was it Channel Orange was one of the greatest It is R&B. A, easily a top 10 album A top for me. 10 album. It's one of the best right? albums I've ever heard. Yeah, and it's fantastic. We'll and what's there. funny, okay, well, hold on a second. It, every time I listen to that album, I find something new that mm-hmm. I, did, I thought I didn't really know. And then I'm like, this, is, this one's the best song on that album. There's, it, is, it is one of the very few albums that are out there that is a no-miss album. No Every mi- single song agreed. on there is phenomenal. So I ask then, when he was part of Slate's, this, and I'm using air quotes, this group, was he like different than he was now? No, he's the same. They're all, they were all into What? That's the thing that makes it so cool. Not all of them were like Tyler the Creator. Earl Sweatshirt okay. was all about alliteration and rapping about, again, there's some crazy like horrorcore stuff to it as well, but it's just a totally different style than Tyler. Blown away was. you guessed it, by the way. Thank you. They're, one of their producers and you know fellow group members, Sid the Kid, she was a lesbian the whole time, and they're like, like say, all their homophobic stuff. Did you say she? She was a female? She, yes. Wow. Yeah, so they were just a collective of wildly talented people, and they were all different. Riley, you knew about all of this? You knew? Only through him. You knew about... So now Frank Ocean and all this stuff, though. But Frank Ocean was probably the biggest. Did you know about Frank? Did you know about Frank before you knew about the, that he was part of this group? Yes. Everyone knows about yeah. Frank, yeah. but not hardly I, anyone. You knows knew him that Frank as Frank Ocean. Of. Yes. Okay. Uh, yeah. 
And he was Frank Ocean when he was in our future. No, but you know what I'm saying. I think Frank Ocean is due his own podcast at some point. I was shocked to learn that he was part of Odd Future. I yes. I was familiar with the name Odd Future before Cam like really? dove into oh, really? just okay. vaguely. I felt like I should heard of him. Well, Tyler Creator is big. Yeah. Earl Sweatshirt in the world of hip hop is big. And Frank Ocean is massive. But Frank kind of, I think he saw the trajectory his career was taking. And while Tyler Creator will definitely lean back and be like, hey, we came from Odd Future. Like, this is where we are now. And Odd Future ended up getting its own TV show, like a, a comedy skit what? show. Um, on, I think it was Adult Swim in like 2015, maybe. Hmm. I remember maybe it was earlier than that, but they had it for a long time. I think they might still have it. No kidding. Yeah. And Tyler Creator has gone on to create festivals. He's got yeah. uh, big time festivals that feature like Drake and I think uh, ASAP Rocky and like it is a big festival. Yeah, he's got clothing brands. He's he's big time now, and he'll lean back and be like, "Yeah." And all of his stuff still like Flognaw is the name of his his uh, festival, which ties back to Odd Future stuff. No way. Frank Ocean kind of distanced himself from it a little bit, but before I go on that concert that I got grounded at, <laughs> right? Think about this. For $16, I was going to go to the Ritz-Ebor in Tampa, which is roughly the size of this room, and watch Tyler, the Creator, and Frank Ocean and all those guys on stage Unreal. perform. Camden, you couldn't stop Unreal. at the stoplight. I was, I was late. <laughs> I was running so late. And my, I tell my mom to this day, I'm like, I've forgiven everyone in my life for any wrongdoing they've ever done. I will never Except forgive you for that. that. And I tell oh, her, she'll never live it down. I tell That's her all wonderful. the time because they all got so big and went their own way. Yeah. They'll never be on stage together again like that. And not with you know that what? kind. Of, never uh, say never. But you, not with that. Not kind with of that energy. kind of right. And not in that never. small. Especially, yeah, no, you're you're right. I'm not that hungry. All those people are selling out arenas now. And and now, like, I mean, Madison Square Garden and stuff. Yeah, yeah, right. And I could have seen them at basically a bar in Ebor together. Yeah, wow. that's hurt. So. That hurts. A okay, it does hurt. Right, but shout anyway, out to mom so, on that one. No, we're not <laughs> shouting mom out for that. <laughs> but I, uh, I, I start digging around. So I find Earl that song by Earl Sweatshirt, and I uh, start digging around, and then you know find Tyler the Creator that same day, and I'm like, these guys are so talented. I have to have more. Like I gotta know more. So I start digging around, and I find Frank Ocean, who's part of this group, and. He has this collection of songs. Called, it's called the Lonnie Bro Collection. His name's... What is it? Lonnie Bro. Okay. L-O-N-N-Y-B-R-E-A-U-X. Lonnie Bro. Okay. So his name, I believe, is Christopher Bro. It was his, oh, his real name, which it. he later changed to Frank Ocean legally. Huh. But uh, the Lonnie Bro Collection was from like 2010, and it had 66 songs. <gasps> And these weren't like songs. They were like, some of them were 45 second snippets. Like you could tell that it was basically just his hard drive of like, hey, here's some music I got. And it just somehow got Ideas I had. No way. Yeah. And uh, he, the first song I ever heard, um, Acura Into Girl, was the first song I ever heard by him. And to this day is something that I still listen to in my car. Stop. Simple. And that Lonnie Bro collection was a lot of stuff. Like some of them were songs he didn't write. He got paid to do for... You know, I think it was like commercials and stuff, and some of them were snippets of of songs that he was working on, and then this one was uh, actually one that he wrote and was he like took credit for. But a lot of those sixty six songs, he's he was pissed that they got out because he's like, no way. He's like, well, that wasn't really supposed to, you know, be. (laughs) Yeah. But this is uh, this is the song that made me start loving Frank Ocean. 
all the feels. Okay. Keep in mind, this is the same group that Tyler, the creator, and Earl Sweatshirt are in. Right. Talking about talking about yeah. Stuff. Okay. Okay, it's on me. That's this is good. This is so nice. That's you. That's you. Wait, so what's the name of this? Well, let it play. Let it play. Go back. That's awesome. What's this one called, Camden? Give me that kind of that kind of R and B, you know, and just one piano, and I am a very happy person. I knew you'd love Yes, it. that's so my style. Yeah. Oh, wow. You can send me that one, please. That I knew be great. you would. actually. Yeah. Both of us. <laughs> well, here's the thing: is you can't find the Lonnie Bro collection hardly anywhere on the internet anymore. It's really hard to come what? across. Well, I'm sure he's, you know. I don't know. So how do I? How does one get that? I will send you the file that I downloaded in no 2010. No way. Yeah. Guarding it with your life. Holy life. smoke. I'm sure you can find this on YouTube and SoundCloud. Like, it's not right. really that so, big of a Right, 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 right. But tonight when I was like, oh, I'm going to put it all together in a thing. None of this music is on uh, Apple Music or Spotify. Neither is Bastard. Neither is that Earl album I showed you. That's all Dat Piff. So it's It's mixed still in. that tucked away somewhere. Yeah, you can't just go get Bastard on Apple Music or on Spotify. Wow. It's on Dat Piff. Now, it's like I find it odd that they're so it, popular and they didn't like re-release it in some in some way for, for fans to have more access to stuff because all of those people you mentioned are still so are, are so big now Tyler the creator you said is he still like that now and the answer is no he's got a lot of qualities that are the same his voice sounds the same he's still real heavy into the dark synth and he's you know his drum patterns are relatively similar but he's evolved drastically as an artist and he'll he'll talk about that too I mean he is a different artist than he was when he started huh. so his his career arc is just it's pretty wild. Like I said, I mean, the dude went from having a song about tying a girl up in his basement to he was mad he didn't get selected for the pop right, right, album yeah, as right, opposed to it. the <laughs> right, yeah. hip-hop album. Right. It's changed a bit. So anyway, so I Do you think found, he prefers to not have that phase of his career pu- as public? I don't think it's necessarily like that. I just think that he doesn't care enough to go and have it re-released as an album on hmm. Spotify or whatever. I think... I don't that know. Part of the money. I mean, it could put be. another album and that's more streaming... I don't more profit. I mean, everyone says, "Oh, I'm not in this for money," but like, I don't really think that Tyler Creator was in all this for money. And he kind of talks about that at the beginning. Like, it was a cult-like falling. I mean, I'm not kidding. Whenever we were in middle school, it was like, "Oh, Tyler just posted something on Facebook or Twitter." Like, Where you got to go literally read it. creating things that cannot be played on the radio. They cannot be sung on the air. Right. I mean, they are tr- almost trying not to be found. Yeah, they're doing it their own way. And that was the thing: is we never wanted them to go mainstream. He was my, Tyler Creator was my favorite artist by 10 miles at that point in my life. And I was. You wanted him for yourself. I wanted him for myself. Yeah. I, I get did. It. I get it. And. Please don't go mainstream. Please don't be popular. Don't, don't have anyone else tell me about him. I wanted him for myself. Yeah. Um, and I didn't want, like you said, I didn't want anyone to tell me about him. I wanted to, to be like, like, and he was, he was my artist and my buddy, Will, who loved him too. Like he belonged to us. Yeah. Got it. Which sounds so stupid to no, say. No, it doesn't. But like, I get it. it. Was, that was like our music. Yeah. And then he, had, he released Flower Boy in 2015, and that was like the real turning point to where it was like, okay, he is now a kind of more mainstream. He's a, he is a very well-known rapper now. Right. 2013, Wolf, he released that, and it was kind of like, 
he's on his way there. Um, and like I said, Bastard was 2000, end of 2009, and then Goblin was 2011, May of 2011. And those were like the hardcore, like just us, just his fans like that. And then he got to the point to where uh, he became more mainstream and he had all these albums come out that are now like just totally different. And I still enjoy him. He has a song called Earthquake. Yeah. I love Earthquake. I, can, I love Earthquake. Yeah, I listen yeah. to that. I like that's full one of the ones that truck. Alex, my my son, told me, and I was like, "Wow, this is actually really good." Yeah. No, so that's from Igor. That's from the yeah. album that he wanted to be the pop album because that's not really a rap song. Earthquake. No, it's not. No, it's not. But it's a great song. Great song. It's just so musically talented. So Frank Ocean was the first one that kind of had like you heard him and you're like, "This dude's gonna blow up." Yeah. He's he is undeniably. Yes. talented and he doesn't care to stay down he wants to, to glow up big time so in 2011 he released nostalgia ultra which you're a big r&b guy yeah you love r&b time. i don't care yeah i know Sorry, you don't i don't care i mean it just doesn't because do it it's too me. soft for you it is and, and, it's and maybe like, now that you're married you'll find some of that love <laughs> and you'll <laughs> and you'll, and you'll soften cute. up a bit and That's, you'll yeah. yeah, I have George Strait for that. I've got my country music <laughs> for that. You know, like I can listen okay. to okay to uh, but that Randy Frank Travis Ocean, that here. Frank Ocean song you Come played on, was though. pretty I'm like, you. I like soft and melodic, big time. I know, and that's why it was yeah. so crazy to me. Frank Ocean was the first, and I've tried with the Dream. I've tried with all these guys like Neo, like whatever. I'm out. That's a little too soft. That's a little too mainstream. Usher, it's, like I get it. I totally get it. It's different. He's different. But Frank Ocean, when yeah. I heard that, I mean, think about it. The you dude, and I have had arguments about being about R&B being like injected into some rap songs like on the hook or on the chorus or in certain parts and it makes you very angry like yeah. you don't like it there no it bothers I you. think it belongs there that's why you're such a Biggie fan and that's Big why time. I think I lean a little bit more towards Tupac and stuff because I think that Biggie is like as far as lyrics go I think he's way more talented I enjoy listening to it more but I don't want to have Biggie talking his shit and then all of a sudden I got to listen to a harmony of three girls oh, coming and sing I absolutely much. love it <laughs> absolutely love it Season yeah, one, yeah. season one for you, new listeners. Absolutely, love I'm it. out. I'm so out. I just doesn't do it for me. Anyway, okay, that's fine. That's but fine. like, I mean, Frank Ocean, he sings that song. It's just one man, all the feels on a piano. He's talking about. He's like, you're a Chris Martin and a U2, and I'm UGK, <laughs> you know, Three Six Mafia and Eight Ball and MJG. And I'm like, those are my rappers. Yeah, like those are my down south. Yeah, you know, yeah, Memphis, yeah. Tennessee rappers. I'm in Houston. I'm like, I love this. This guy is like, he, he gets he's me. like me. Yeah, he just gets yeah. me. I don't yeah. know. I liked it. So then he releases. Nostalgia Ultra, which um, comes with one of my f- very favorite Frank Ocean songs um, that I'm going to play for you now. This is called Novocaine. You maybe have heard this one. I was going to say, I don't think I know it. This was when I realized that Frank Ocean was going to be like, he was huge, be world famous. Okay. Yeah. You need to go on a deep dive of all his songs. Do I? Okay. It's all up your alley. Really? Yeah, this is definitely. Yeah, this is me. Yeah. yeah, this is me. Name of this song? Novocaine. Yeah, you said that. Great. Yeah, that's me. That's so me. Well done. Yep, perfect. 
Riley, what's the first Frank Ocean song you heard? Super Rich Kids. One of my all-time favorite songs. Yeah, great. One. You know that song? Yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I thought it was gonna be the that or thinking about you. And that's one of my songs. That's I'm gonna one. play next. So Actually, good. I'm gonna detour. I'm not gonna play that one. But just listen to this. Chorus. Wait, no, put it. On. Yeah, give me the chorus. Can I find this? Um, I don't think so. Oh come on! Seriously. Sure you can. Um, you can, but I don't think you can find. I can't get it on, on Apple Music and Spotify. I don't stuff? think it is it. It's got to be on Spotify because I don't listen to the other. I places don't. You get music from, and I know this one. Well, I mean, it was a. Po- I'm sure you can, but you can't find. So I got to go deep on this guy. You huh? can't find Nostalgia Ultra on Instagram or Spotify. Fun fact: Frank Ocean only has two albums on Spotify. Two I have Apple Music, as you know. So I have both, and they're on both. You know, he only has two wow. of them. Wow. He has and Channel Orange, Orange yeah. and Blonde, which came out in 2016. He had a four-year hiatus between his albums. Oh, I didn't know that. Yep. So Channel Orange. So that came out in 2011, and I'm like. Oh wow. my god! It must have been yeah. This is ridiculous. Well, Channel Orange came out in 2012, shortly after that, and Channel or Channel Orange was ridiculous. I mean, I, he won a Grammy for that, I believe. Yes, he did. He won a Grammy for yep. that. Yep. He won two Grammys that year because he also he hopped on No Church in the Wild. Remember that song with no. Jay Z and Kanye no. West? You've never heard No, no. Church? Okay, well we're gonna find that one now. <laughs> this might be the no. longest podcast we've ever done. So That's I'm really fine. sorry. Yeah, look, we're taking, a, we're taking a detour. That's fine. Yet. No, do I know that? No, I don't think I do. You know the song. Nope. You're sh- stop. No, it. I'm serious. What? I blame you. <laughs> you sh- no. Uh-uh. You should have taught him this. This is what the yeah. whole point of the podcast was, Camden. Yeah, it's the whole point of this. Nope. This is like peak 2013. Oh, yeah. You know this? Everyone knows this song. We were like, oh, everybody but me. I want a Grammy. No, I don't know this. How did we miss that? This whole thing. It's fine. We're old, remember? We were Just like wait. Elbows deep in. This elbows is you deep. next. Yep, that's me. This is you. Okay, thank you for that. This is from. Adding, adding to notes. This is from the ever classic joint album Watch the Throne with Jay Z and Kanye West. Yeah, I didn't know that that was on there. Yeah, and they want to get for best. I have seven, six songs on my thing from Watch the Throne, and this isn't one of them. How can that be? Phenomenal. Yeah, that's probably the best How song on the whole be? album, in my opinion. No, Otis is. Otis is. But Otis that's is fine. pretty good. Otis is. But that's fine. Holy smokes. Everything Frank Ocean does invokes emotion, in my opinion. Like, every yeah. time I hear Frank, I'm just mm-hmm. like, whoa, hold on. I got to stop Bryson, what I'm doing. Are you a Bryson Tillerman? See, again, I just that stuff doesn't Two? do it for me. Okay. Frank is the, Frank is the anomaly. Mm. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Frank is special, though. He All right. is special. He's special. Continue. And he was, I'm assuming, not out at this time when he was with this crew. Uh, no. Mm. Which, in retrospect, you listen to a lot of his songs and the pronouns that whenever you're singing and it's like singing about him, you're like, ah, oh, he must just admit, he must admit her, right? <laughs> you know. Like, but because, and again, not that there's anything wrong with that, but you just would never associate Frank right. Ocean. Being um, gay in a group that uses such aggressive homophobia. Right. Anyway, he won. He won two Grammys that year. So, uh, yeah. But so then he goes on to release Channel Orange, and it is one of the best albums ever, in my opinion. And I was thinking about what song I was going to pick on the way over here to play for you, and I said I could literally pick any song. Mm-hmm. I could pick any song off Channel Orange and be totally content with my pick. Yeah, I agree with that. 
So it's one of those albums. Like I said, I just I'm surprised it was so good. I can't. I couldn't believe it. And like he I only could, has three features on the whole album, which I think is very unique. Who he chose? He chose Earl Sweatshirt. So what we didn't talk about was Earl Sweatshirt so released that, know that was him. tape Earl, and uh, it blows up in the streets. And his mom says, absolutely not. I've figured out what you're doing. I can't stand to have you around these hooligans. Sends him to a boarding school in Samoa. Wow. No kidding. Disconnects him with everyone from the group and from the world. He has no outside contact. And for literally, a, I mean, it may have been more than a year, but for a year, nobody knew what happened to Earl Sweatshirt. Wow. No one in Odd Future knew. And there was a huge free Earl campaign. Holy there was smokes. theories, but no one had any clue. So he's this, how old? 16, 17? He is 16 at the time. Wow. Where is he? And no one knew. Holy smokes. And so at all the concerts, and, and all the guys in the band didn't, or in the group didn't know either. And so wow. they're like, hey, That's- give us our friend back. <laughs> like, we want him back. And so he eventually came back, and it was a big deal. And he came back right before Channel Orange dropped. And so he's one of the three features on there, which is really yeah, cool. In cool. Super Rich Kids. So he's the rapper in Super Rich Kids. Wow. The other one, uh, Demetrius, John Mayer. What? Yep. Yeah. What? Yep. Oh, you don't know that? On White. I don't know and that. I know today. something you don't know about your boy. Shoot. About your boy. The last one, which is so special to me as a Southern rap connoisseur, Three Stacks, hmm. Andre 3000. Yeah. One of the, wow. One of the greatest, if not... I'm not going to say the greatest. We're all, we're all thinking. We know what you're saying. Wait, so which one? Which one are we? I'm going to say top three. Top three Andre rappers 3000. ever? Top three no, rappers? Which song? Top three. Top three? Yeah, for sure. That's fair. What yeah, song okay. are we talking about? For Andre What song are you going to play for us, though, off of this? Um, My favorite song of all time. I just said that. It's tied for favorite song wow. of all time with Waiting in Vain by Bob Marley. So that's Great a tie. song. Yeah. <laughs> really? Great you never song. told me that. Big, big Bob Marley guy. No, I know. But you never told me it was Waiting in Vain. That's a great song. Yeah, it's the best Bob Marley song ever. I mean, it's by not, like, but it's top three. What's better than He's, that? You're gonna say well, Three Little Birds. Three Little Birds, and then also what are you, a No Disney Woman movie? No Cry. <laughs> I mean, yes. No. But wait a second. I mean, yes. <laughs> well, calm down. <laughs> we like to keep it light over here. At the Duke no, there's so many good. Though, there's so many good Bob songs. But Waiting you in Vain. Backpedal. Yeah. Okay, no, backpedal. I'm not. I'm not. He's gonna no, also listen. say I Shot the Sheriff. Great uh, songs. Oh too. yeah. Great great songs. One of the greatest bass lines ever created. That's fair. Um, let's go back to Waiting in Vain though. The thing about Waiting in Vain for me is the song writing, mm-hmm. right? That story that he tells and the way he tells it is unlike any other reggae song. It's really good. Right? Yeah, it's really it's good. brilliantly done. Oh. I love it. I love what he did with that song. I do too. And I can't even believe that you But you're going to say you're going to put... is you're number gonna, two. Uh, Jammin's up there, yeah. Great. Yeah, that. Yeah, but that's, that's more of the beat though. Mm-hmm. I mean, because the lyrics are worthless <laughs> yes, you could say absolutely. anything you could say pajamin for all it doesn't matter <laughs> because it's 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 all about the rhythm 100 percent. but waiting in vain the lyrics are so gorgeous it's and this, the rhythm's great i mean it's no, just it, a, is, it's it, is, it is it is it is but but should, putting should, all that oh, sorry we should, sorry we should get back but putting to, all that aside yeah. i apologize putting all that aside you're ranking this song up wow. with that in your ranking system. Well, he's saying yes. it as of this moment. So we could change No, he's not saying that. Tomorrow, he's saying change. it of all time is what he's saying. It has been since it came out. Um, wow. Yeah, one of my Go very ahead. favorites. And um, you're going to play it now for me. Tell me again. And then I'm going to pick John, it up. And then I'm John gonna, Mayer was featured it. on. No, it doesn't. And then I'm going <laughs> to pick it apart like you did when we had the Biggie podcast. And I said, this is the greatest rap song of all time. And you looked at me like I had three eyes. This is from November 15th, 2017, which is when I updated it. But I know okay. I made this in 2013 when I was a freshman in college. Yes. It is my list of favorites, which has changed over time. But right here at the top, um, my favorite 
song of all time. All right, just so people that can't see what he's showing me, I'm he has on his phone in a notepad mm-hmm. list of favorites. Yes, and, from and when? From two thousand. Well, this says two thousand seventeen, but I know it was from two thousand thirteen when I started this list. And the reason being is because everyone goes, "That's my favorite song ever," and I want to be able to say, "No, no, no, I mean it." Yeah. Look, tie between "Waiting in Vain" by Bob Marley off of Legend and "Super Rich Kids" by Frank Ocean off Channel Orange. Wow. Yep. Wow. Favorite rap song of all time, International Players Anthem by UGK. I can't sure argue with that. 2017 because you would always say something is your favorite and I never understood what his favorite artist or his favorite song was because I feel like everything was his favorite. So I remember asking <laughs> so he for this made list, that list at one point like, in your okay. life. You can yeah. now reference the list. So apparently. what's funny is on... Can uh, I get a copy of that list by any chance? This is pretty personal. Pretty personal. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, uh, right, on, on here, just to, to yeah. recap what we've been doing. So on the mixtapes... Um, Bastard is ranked number four as my fourth wow. favorite mixtape of all time. Yep, that is true. Can I ask that you what's number one? Live Love ASAP by ASAP Rocky. Absolutely, without a doubt, the best mixtape ever. Wow. Ever. I'll do an ASAP Rocky podcast for you sometime. Yes, please. Non-rap albums, best non-rap albums, in my opinion. Number one, Legend by Bob Marley. Sure. Can't mm-hmm. top it. No. Number two, Channel Orange. Wow. Yeah. These are my personals. I have no problem with any of that. So your your two favorite albums are also your two favorite, favorite songs. songs yeah. Correct. Yeah, for sure. Wow. They're both they're mine both don't, no mine miss don't albums. Work that way. They're both no miss albums. Mine and my life don't work that way. Really. My favorite album does not contain my favorite song, and vice versa. Wow, that's a really hard list to put together. You want to listen? Because I, I was going to play thinking. I don't know. It's just you know. If this is to show other people what it's about, and thinking about you is just one where he just crushes the vocals. How and it's a about good, the lyrics on that? Great. You want to go through that for a second? That's unbelievably written. That was that was holy my song moly. That I Can you play a little bit of that? I don't know. I, you, do you I not know that one? I, don't think I bet you're going to say you know it immediately. This is one of his. You and I used. To, you and I think used to wake up to this song, if I'm not mistaken. A tornado flew oh, this is good. I do. Oh, this is good. If you ever read the lyrics on this, you're like, "How did he write that?" Unbelievable. This is so good. It brings me back. Yeah, this oh. is again invokes emotion. I know. Yeah. For those I can't see, I have a huge smile on my face. We're all smiling. Yeah. Four big <laughs> smiles in this room. Which is just what's so special about this album. It's so good. So so good. Play your song. Play your song. I also learned that the most played song on Spotify of Frank Ocean's of all time and off of this album is actually this one, Lost. <gasps> Get out. I would have never I would have never got it. No. I would not have got that. That's interesting. That is interesting. This is a phenomenal song too. Though. The whole album's great. All right, we will finish off Frank Ocean by listening to my favorite song. Okay. Wow. You know what's weird? I've known you for so long and I didn't know this is your favorite song. Too many bottles of this wine we can't pronounce. Wow. Too many I love this song. Yeah, it's a great song. Green, no lucky charms. The this is an R&B, but he gets much. you in a second. It is, though. It is. Riley, is it? Too many joy this, this isn't. This part. It is. This part is not R&B. But it gets, it gets R&B. This has like a little twist of rap with it. So it's it marries it together very well. It's new R&B. It's neo soul. Are you are you a D'Angelo fan? I don't even know what it is. Oh! <laughs> <laughs> All right. We'll do that later. Obviously has not listened to the yeah, D'Angelo we'll, we'll podcast. We'll talk about we'll that later. We'll do that later. We'll do that later. Oh, wow. I'm actually wow, excited yeah. to introduce Me too. Me too. D'Angelo to Let, wait, let's, let's, okay, let's listen yeah. to his favorite song ever. Just the harmonies in it. 
And this is the most basic beat ever. Sure. He just carries it with his vocal. You don't have to sell me. Just piano stabs and a very simple kick. Had no idea this was your favorite song and that this dude was a part of this group that I never know existed. This is awesome. All right. Where are you going to take me from here? I mean... Like I can't I said, believe this even existed. You literally taught me about a thing that I didn't know. I thought you would like this one. This is great. Yeah, because it's and it's it's just wild that at the time I knew that all these guys were really special, and I'm like, wow, these guys are ta-. now. Frank was like the anomaly. Like immediately when you heard Frank Ocean, anyone would have been like, oh yeah, this guy's going to be the biggest superstar ever. It's and a he reverse did become one of the super group, isn't it? Yeah, right. It, it is it's, weird. Right. It's like you instead of putting them all together, you took them all apart, and they became. Yes, Separate. but I think that they played off each other big time. Like, Tyler produced most of their stuff. Is there one song where they're all together where you would tell me, you got to hear this? Or no? There is a song where they're all together, and it's called Oldie, and it's 10 minutes long. And it is every single person in the crew. So even the guys who don't really rap. And it is a, a thing that I like about them is, much like I told you during our Red Dirt podcast, like, these guys were making music for them. They were not making music for me. You like and they were not making music right. for you. They were making music for themselves. And the song Oldie is all of them just having a good time, literally laughing and just <laughs> messing around on right. the track. And that's pretty cool. And they all get a verse. Like even the idiots who don't know how to rap get on there. And it's like basically them just like talking over the beat and stumbling and everyone laughing. Right. And that's fun. Yeah. Right. You know, you right. can. It's real. Yeah. You could put a person, a bunch of personalities behind this album. And like everything that Tyler Creator released, it wasn't like, oh, here's a work of art. It's like, hey, that guy over there made this. That's sick. That's yeah, cool. Okay, you know, gotcha. so yeah, that's that. But all right. So what are you, how are you going to bring me out? What do you want to I'm going to bring you out with. Well with, done, by the way. Thank you. Seriously. I was I so excited to share I, this. Rare. I can't believe I did. This is the first time I ever was super passionate about a group that I got to say, this is my group. This was wow. Like, this was a great introduction to them. I think because a lot of the other podcasts, you've been trying to teach me about something that mm-hmm. you knew I knew, but you, you wanted me to learn more about and like it. And it, maybe like it even more. Than and like do. it even more. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now you're teaching me something that I had never, I didn't even know existed. And this is a cool one too. This is a, yeah, it's a good one. So I'm going to lead you out with... Um, at the time was his biggest song and is like this is you asked about the break this was his break song this okay. is the song that shot Tyler the creator into stardom and it was coupled with a black and white music video of him sitting on a bar stool in the middle of an open room with cockroach crawling around and he eventually <gasps> eats the cockroach wow. oh gosh but this is uh, again produced by him wrapped by him performed by him music video shot by him and took him to stardom I leave you guys with Yonkers by Tyler the creator phenomenal Oh, lyrics that. in this are ridiculous. Too. The what are? Lyrics. Totally contradicts himself every other line. Really? All right, before we let that go, I will say thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Ceratops, Reptar, rapping as I'm mocking deaf rock stars, wearing synthetic wigs made of Anwar's dreadlocks, bedrock, harder than a motherfucking Flintstone, making crack rocks out of pussy nigga fish bones. This nigga Jasper trying to get grown about five, seven of his bitches in my bedroom. Swallow the